Hi, I'm Erica Ramirez, founder of Illy and host of What About Your Friends, a podcast dedicated to the many lives of friendship and how it's portrayed in pop culture. Every Wednesday on the Ringer Dish feed, I talk to my best friend, Stephen Othello, and your favorites from within the Ringer and beyond about friendships on TV, in movies, pop culture, and our real lives. So join me every Wednesday on the Ringer Dish feed, where we try to answer the question TLC asked back in the day, what about your friends? This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. Welcome to Food News. I'm Juliette Littman. And I'm David Jacoby. Let's put 30 minutes on the clock immediately because we minutes. have breaking urgent news. Yes. Breaking to us. Right before we were taping, it broke. The great Mike Wargon said to David Jacoby, are you the one who loves the Wienermobile? And you're like, yeah. And- no, no, no. He didn't say loves it. it into, which I like better because I'm like, I'm like, I'm into the Wienermobile. You know what I mean? Like some people are like <laughs> yeah. into military aircraft, but they don't it's, love them. It's an interest. I'm, it's an interest of mine. It's a, it's yes. a going concern I've, for I've you. I had a couple brushes IRL with the Wienermobile as well. Um, well, I have bad news for you, man. It is being renamed to the Frank Mobile. Why? Here's a quote from why? you. Here, I'm going to tell you why. I don't want to know why. I, I intentionally did not read because I'm so appalled. Well, let me tell you. Can I tell you? Yes. Stephanie Vance, the associate brand manager. This is not... No they sh- can't even get the listen, brand manager? I'm about to say, no shade at Stephanie we, Vance. Just shout to Steph. Love you, but we can't get the brand manager we can't for get this? The, what about the CEO? This is like... Yes, a, yes. This is an icon of your <laughs> brand. What else are you doing today? It's Stephanie Vance got sold out. I hope she got a bonus for giving yes, this she's quote. Get, she's getting Greg the egg to succession right here. She is Gregging it right now. Yes. <laughs> the Wienermobile is a beloved American icon that has been sparking smiles and driving craveability for our iconic delicious wieners for nearly 100 years. But? This summer, it's time to highlight another fan favorite, our delicious 100% beef franks. When Oscar Mayer makes anything, we prioritize taste over everything, blah 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 We fell for this. They're, Who it's, cares? they're not changing the name. Yeah, they are. They just want us to recognize that they have franks and wieners, and it's going to go back to the Wienermobile. I'm not falling for this. Let's go to the next story. We just I, got got. No, I, I disagree with you. I think this is like a like a PC thing. I think they don't want you to say wiener anymore. Because of the the like... 
the sexual second, second kind grade of, implications. Yeah. Oh, come on. Yeah. Really? That's that's what I think. Yeah. OK. Frank Mobile. What is that? That to me sounds like some dad going through a midlife crisis, <laughs> like bought a sports car and calls it the Frank Mobile to his like buddies <laughs> while they're golfing. That's what the Frank Mobile is. The Wiener Mobile is the Oscar Mayer Wiener that rolls on the highway and brings sparkly smiles to everyone that sees it. Let me add a little bit more info. I don't want any. Let's be pro information here. Oscar Mayer announced today that Great it's changing the vi- turning me anti-info. <laughs> Don't you know enough about me that that is my corner? Oscar Mayer announced today that it's changing the vehicle's name for the first time ever, rechristening as the Frank Mobile in honor of its new recipe, All Beef Franks. And then the drivers are called Frankfurters instead of hot doggers. Oh God. I like what this is Oscar Mayer announced today because you think it's a person. As a person, yeah. 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 <laughs> Instead of Stephanie Vance who got sold yes, out by yes. her company. Stephanie Vance knew that she was going to catch strays. So the brand manager's like, Stephanie, you're going to have to take one for the team here. We're going to make an unpopular decision. You're going to have to be the face of this. Welcome to the big league, Steph. I got to Google her later. I'm going to check out her yes. LinkedIn. See, <laughs> see, what, to see, that. see what's up with Stephanie Vance. <laughs> she, left, she left Oscar Mayer since this came out. <laughs> too much. The heat was too hot. I can't believe that they did this to her. I hope that she gets a really good review. Also, what's the difference between a Frank and a Wiener? I have no idea. None whatsoever. They just want to want us to know that it's all beef and it's not like a mixture or whatever. Is, is there like a technical difference between a Frank and a Wiener? Um, you know, I, I believe the article had some information about well, that too. Mike Vargon is furiously typing right now. I know. He's yeah. try, trying <laughs> so to figure it out. We don't have to find out. You know but I'm anti-info anyway, we'll so come, I don't want to know. We'll come back to it at the <laughs> I'll end. I'll say there's none. We'll do an in-episode in episode follow-up. Food, food news Love follow-up. That. <laughs> Love that. For <laughs> exactly. breaking news, this is, we have to break <laughs> format sometimes. <laughs> exactly. All right. Let's move on to a good headline. It made me think of you. It was like, oh, this is a Juliet story. Thank you. The headline is how much coffee do workers need to get through the day? Um, And then I read the article. This is kind of a theme this week. It's like one of the dumbest studies I've I've ever come across. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It's sort of more about like, what are the beverages people have in the morning? Yes. And Jacoby, you won't believe this, but the the top morning beverages are coffee and water. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> coffee and water, juice was somewhere on there, but also the percentages don't add up. It's like 87% coffee, 67% water, 45% juice. I'm like, wait, 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 yeah. wait, 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 wait. How do how do, how do percentages work again? 66% hot cup of coffee, 47% Boom, iced coffee. Right there. How's that work? I know. Houseway. Houseway. 45% water and 30% flavored water. How 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 does that happen? How do the percentages work? I just need to quick detour to our uh, food news fight about uh, flavored water, both on Ringer Instagram and in this article, people prefer regular water to flavored water. Just FYI. You just wanted to, you just wanted to, you had that in your back pocket? No, I didn't. It just occurred to me. It just occurred to you. Just <laughs> occurred to you. did, yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> just wanted to throw that out there. Well, I just wanted to throw it in my face, not out there. <laughs> I mean, I'm across from you at the table, so I guess you did throw it out there directly in my face. Thank you. Move on. <laughs> so sorry. Anyway. No, you're, not. you're not sorry. There was... That's true, I'm not. Yeah. There was one interesting thing in here, which was about how much time people spend on getting mm, coffee. Yes. Which I thought well, like, sort of seemed uh, low. It said a survey of 2,000 on-site employees found it takes 16 minutes to leave one's desk, buy a drink, and return. I think it's more. 16 seems low unless you're doing app life like David Jacoby. Yeah, and also... I would contend the 16 minutes away from the desk makes the rest of your time at the desk more productive and it's a necessary break sure. mentally and physically yeah. from the space in which you're working. So like uh, people be like, well, it's, well, you lose one week of work a year. Like, 
Like, what do you what do you want? To, you want to plug us into the wall like the Matrix? You know, battery <laughs> we people. Are, we are not Duracell bunnies. We are not at all. Yeah, I mean, going to get coffee is the foundation of this podcast and our mm-hmm. friendship. So exactly. I know point. I know it takes more than sixteen minutes. We would stretch that based, to forty based on years <laughs> of experience. We would walk past four coffee spots to get coffee, and it's crucial. Yeah, yeah. you got to get the right coffee. Look at us now, and here we are making content. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? All right, next. This is another really good one. There was a an office. There's an office in the UK, of course. Uh, this is from Reddit, where someone brought milk in for their coffee, mm-hmm. and they put a lock on their individual vessel of milk. Padlock. A padlock. So uh, you need like a little key. It's like mm-hmm. you use for like your like child's luggage or whatever. Yeah. And uh, to make sure that only people with the key could use this specific milk. And the question is, petty. Or good idea. Jacoby, where do you stand? I think that workplace refrigerator theft. You know I love food theft. Of course. More on that to come. I think it's wildly overblown, and it rarely happens, and it often happens as a mistake, and there are way too much signage about it. Mm. Like I, There's so much signage at the fridge at work about the policies and when it gets cleared and whose is what's, and oh, I put your name on it, and this and that. It's like, I'm, I don't want to eat someone else's lunch. Like, what kind of a person is just like, you know what, I'm hungry. I'm too lazy to go get lunch. Why don't I just go to the fridge and just see if I can find someone else's lunch and then eat that? I don't think that happens very often. You know, I think you brought up something important, which is to me, a much bigger threat is old food rather than like having someone else's food. Good point. And so if people are having accountability for their milk, which when old is fucking disgusting, I think I'm pro. Also, I too am very particular. I know you're going to be shocked about the milk that I want in my coffee. Oh, yeah. So... Also, if I want to know that I want the kind that I want and the company isn't providing it, then like, why should I be paying for everyone else? So I think I'm in favor of this, but is using this lock really the best way to do it? A sign would... I, no, I, I just think this is stupid. <laughs> I'm against all sort of like people that are way too protective over the stuff in the communal fridge. You're really like nice to the people around you and you really believe in like office camaraderie. Yes, yeah. So I, I feel like that's where you're coming from here. Whereas yeah. I, I, we're a family. I hate when people ask me if I want to get lunch with them. I'm like, no, I don't. I'm not looking for, for like a vibe at lunch. At the ringer, I would never go out for lunch when people would go to get salads together. I'd be like, no, I, I don't do group lunch. We would get lunch together every day, Julia. That makes you special. You and I. Yeah. Just that was, that was a you and I thing. Wow. I'm I don't gonna, like to do a group lunch. I'm gonna cry now. This is this is getting intimate. <laughs> like sharing soup. Let's move on. <laughs> Okie dokie. Next story: A Minnesota man has invented a motorcycle that runs on beer. Mm-hmm. It's what it sounds like. He's got a lot of patents. It runs on beer. He's he does a lot of like making of Inventions. things. Yeah. I read the article. Turns out it would run on any beverage, not just beer. <laughs> that, that was a quick turn. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, we just decided to start with beer. Yeah, why not? Yeah. And he doesn't drink beer either. Yeah. He's like, it could be Red Bull, which would actually make a lot more sense. It would be great marketing for Red Bull. Yes, it would. <laughs> but I was just like, okay, so you just invented another kind of fuel? Has and, nothing to do yes, with beer. Nothing to do with, it's just liquid, I believe, is what, is what he's going for. It's just, you say run, because yes, you substitute liquid with beer. It's for, he does it for the clicks. But then also, I'm like, you know what? Let me see this motorcycle. And there's a video, a two-minute, 17-second video, and you expect to see what? Him driving a motorcycle around powered by beer. Yeah. No, it's him in a garage with this huge contraption that sort of resembles a motorcycle, kind of. And he turns it on. It shoots out a ton of smoke. Doesn't go anywhere. Doesn't do anything. And he's like, yeah, we did it. it it's all smoke so and it mirrors. So it didn't it's happen. It's all fake. It's not powered by beer or any other liquid. It doesn't roll. 
So it just stays still. Yeah, power. him and his father are like, we're going to test this one day. That's like really insane and yeah. like not normal. Yes. That's not running on beer That's not, or not any running liquid. on anything. Also, I just want to be very clear. Like water power is well known. It's like yes. hydropower is, is something people are aware yeah, of. Yeah, heat been, up water, create steam, create energy. Very little energy, but yes, 20 energy. Minutes. It's like something people are aware That's of, That's been done before. Steam and it, might be, it might be like the first type of, of like power. Well, this is an opportunity for Red Bull because they, it sh- is. they should try to make a vehicle that runs on Red Bull. I or, think listen, really smart. Red, we all know Red Bull, one of, there's a million other energy drinks that, that need their time in the sun right now in that marketplace. Celsius, C4. <laughs> sure, yeah. Maybe I'll, they need to take this opportunity to pair up with this fella and his dad. His dad's part of the operation as well. Well, good luck to him. I will say I like I, I like just scooping up uh, patents and coming up with inventions. Like, that's cool. Oh, yeah. I, I, there's I, more, more about that later. You just need one, you know? Yep. Um, all right, next, Jacoby, it's time for some heist news, which means you lead the way. I love food heists. You do? And this one also had a great headline, another theme. The headline didn't exactly match. Mission Impossible, what's the headline here? Mission Impossible-like heist defendants at Food Lion Grocery Store in Virginia Beach, Norfolk. Zachy, Zachary Bessie worked at Food Lion about a decade ago, and he went to another Food Lion, one that he didn't work out, and he realized it was the exact same building, the exact same setup, right? So 10 years later, he's like, you know what? I don't know much about life, but I know what, how a food line is laid out. So what he does is he recruits Dalton Clemens. They go onto the top of the food line, cut a hole above the management office, cut a hole in the safe, use a ladder to get down it, climb back up the ladder, get the safe up through the hole, take the safe home, crack it, and they come home with like $36,000, right? It's like a pretty good crime. Pretty good crime. I like it. It reminds me of the Italian job as well. And they've well. got, and, and Delton Clemens yep. is like, he he sits there doing lookout and he's got an app on his phone, which is the police scanner. So he knows all the police chatter in the na- in the neighborhood. How could you possibly get caught? Then well, a month later, they do it again at another food line, like down the block. So dumb. A month. Also, a month, Juliet. Just also just because your one very creative crime work doesn't mean it should be like your calling cards. Like, oh, yes. the same thieves use the same method. And oh, they must have had inside information because how else would they know that every single one would be the same? And the manager at one food line is going to call the manager at the other food line and tell them that they just got broken into. They get away with the second one, twenty nine thousand dollars. That's crazy. What do you think they do? This hang it up. They're like, you know what? We're done here. We've, we've got $65,000 total. You let's chop m- it up in half. Let's move on you know? to yeah. a different food chain. Yeah, exactly. See what else there is out yeah. there. Nope. They go to another food line. And then Mr. Clemens is listening to, this, to the, the cops go to the food line, climb on the roof, catch them red-handed. Bessie's in there cutting up the safe when they get there. They run away, parkour, jump onto another roof where they're apprehended. The cops go back and find that this is, they have a plastic bag with an electric angle grinder. They cut a four-inch thick in this safe. What do they got here? They have All, a lot Yes, of here's what they have. Here's what they have. I have it. A saw blade, bolt cutters, two power grinders. Don't know what those are. Is that for weed? I don't know. A sawzall, several types of blades, battery packs. What What are the <laughs> Jet packs? What are battery packs? A sledgehammer, a crowbar, chisels, pliers, screwdrivers, goggles. Thank you. Safety first. And a headlamp. <laughs> That is so. How do they even carry all that shit? 
It's also that they're overdoing it. You yeah. know what I mean? That's just, just too much. They they probably did watch a movie and were like, we need all of this shit. Yeah, and they're dressed in all black, of course. Yeah, of course. Obviously. <laughs> you can't do this with just jeans on. And also, I just love the idea that Clemens is, is that your only job is to listen to the scanner and make and to be like, oh, guess what? The police are coming. It's a literal, you had one job. Well, you had one job. <laughs> Hold all the stuff while I go down there and do all the work. You let me know if the police are coming. The police came and got him. Um, well, I hope it was worth it for them. I will say, I think it was a cool crime the first time. Yeah. But they didn't iterate on it. They didn't evolve exactly. it. Exactly. You got to think about how do you Scalability. use Scalability. Yeah. yeah it's like, also, go after a bigger target. Also, maybe wait six months. Let's say you guys split $36,000, $18,000 a piece. That could get you three months different in Virginia. St- different state. Exactly. Different chain. Something. Also, like, why don't you invest in becoming like a career grocery employee so you get the lay of the land for all groceries and like, you know, go to different chains. Yes. So then you can... I, I, you There's know. a guy in Washington that was like, do you know what I did? I called someone, pretended I was like a wholesaler and got a half a million dollars in lobsters. These guys just, they got $65,000 of stuff. They had to like cut through walls and safes and got caught. Here's one thing about them though. They are not stuck with all of the lobsters. They don't have to. Off, they don't <laughs> yes, have to move yes, products. Exactly. They, they don't cash. have to offload anything. And what there was also they also mentioned there's like yeah there were seven other like a, a familiar, similar crimes but they weren't charged with those. It's like who else did that? I know. It's, it, you caught them red-handed. <laughs> I mean, I just wanted more for them. You know what? I didn't. Okay. I felt I felt like they they made some critical this errors. Sounds like a good movie. Or a TV show? Yeah. And you can get, do you know what this is a spinoff of Ocean's Eleven of um the Rabisi guy? Giovanni yeah. Rabisi. Rabisi, yeah. And the, and the Affleck, Casey Affleck. Oh, it's it's Scott Kahn and Scott Casey. Scott Kahn Affleck. and Casey. It doesn't seem like them two, you know what I mean? Like a like a like a yeah, spin-off. So they're successful. Let's give them some credit. This is they're, where the origin story. Origin story. Okay. So yes. this is how they got <laughs> yeah, into yeah, heights. Exactly, exactly. Gotcha. Yes. Yes. <laughs> they learned, they did learn from their mistakes. Yes. yes. <laughs> All right. Oh. Next. A story from Paris, where I will be going in about 10 days' time. Oh, exciting. Yeah, very excited. Um, We've talked about this before. The baguette is really important to France. Mm -hmm. In fact, it recently became like a UNESCO World Heritage signifier of Frenchness. Yes. And uh, a couple weeks ago, there was the 30th Grand Prix de la Baguette de Tradition Française de la Vie de Paris. Good job. Thank you. Um, you might be wondering what that is, but it's a baguette contest. And <laughs> simply put, <laughs> the winner the baguette contest. The winner. The the baguette contest. The winner gets to provide the baguettes for the French president's uh residence mm-hmm. and four thousand euros. I do not think this is a good enough prize. I was thinking the same thing. You win doing more work and also <laughs> yes. 4,000 euros. You Congrats! 4,000 euros. I got to break into a food line to get like nine times that. This guy doesn't even fucking live in Paris. I don't think he... No, he does. He does. He, are the, you the, sure? The 20th ASEAN, whatever it's called. The winner? <laughs> yeah. He lives in Paris. He's Sri Lankan. He lives oh, in you're Paris. Right. He's, he's in the twentieth or on the small. He, yeah, yes. But sorry, he, he's Sri Lankan. And yes, I, I was I'm thinking, sorry, I, I, I thought he was living somewhere else. But no. you're right. He does live in Paris. Okay, so at least he doesn't have to travel. That's here's, that's here's a relief. I just want to get to this part of the story, which okay. is the most important part, which which is part of my Paris experience um, from the year of two thousand two. Okay. Baguette, dollar fifty. Yeah. 
so much food for a dollar fifty. When you're broke and in your early twenties, and you're just like you get like two baguettes, like that's what we have for food for today: some eggs and some baguettes. Here we I go. I mean, that's the point of the baguette, as we discussed yeah. on this pod, is that it could feed a family for a long time because it's a lot of food. And another thing they said, which I found really interesting, is in, they're like industrial breads, like just don't exist in Paris. Yeah. Like you, you will not be getting like loaves. You won't. There's not like no, that part of the not getting white that bread. part. The part of like the grocery store where they like gross bread that was baked three days ago. They don't have that. No, fresh it's, baked bread every day. It's the best. And at his place, they do it every twenty minutes. It's called always fresh. Olivanda Pyrenee. Sure, it, it is. I'm reading that right now. Okay. Um, I'm happy for him. Also, it was a lot of uh, strict judging. Very specific size. Forty of them. There were 176 it's, entered. Yeah, this is interesting. Forty were cast out immediately. Didn't make the cut. Too short, too long, too heavy, too light, or use the wrong flour. So look at his baguette. It doesn't look particularly interesting to me. I was like, yeah, sure. Uh, that looks like a good crusty bread. I'm into that. But <laughs> wrong... first of all, everyone listening to this pod, Juliet's face just changed when she looked at good. it. Well, I'm going <laughs> to be eating guess. this soon. Um, the wrong flour. That seems like just a total disqualifier. Like, yeah. How do you use the wrong flour, people? Yeah, read the instructions. It's the baguette. Understand it's the, the assignment. epitome of France. This is the baguette championship. If you took the time to enter, you should probably understand that you can't use certain flours. I'm like kind of embarrassed for them. The wrong flour? Wow. Jesus Christ. I love that, that your empathy is so heavy. Like, I'm embarrassed on behalf of those Parisian bakers yeah. that didn't make the cut at the championship. Yeah. Also, the winning one from... Tharshan Selvaraja was number 142 of 143. Oh. So, it's pretty impressive. Really good job by him. Yeah. He came in, he came in second a couple years ago. So, he knew what he was doing. Yeah. Good job. Maybe I'll check out his bakery when I go. No, you won't. <laughs> okay. Um. Next, Jacoby. Is Netflix planning a wine-themed Love is Blind merch line? Well, earlier, you mentioned how you just gobble up all the patents that you can. Yeah. So, they not? gobbled up the Love is Wine patent. And they could potentially make spirits with this. And they really are focused on the vessels in which you drink wine. And I was just going to say, I am lucky enough to be recipient of a lot of Netflix swag. Yes. And I ha they did, for Perfect Match and for Love is Blind, they sent out like cups, like white ones for Perfect Match to drink champagne from, and the goblets for Love is Blind. So they are really owning it, which I, I think is smart. It's but a hallmark. But You wouldn't have a certain, I don't know. A penchant for the enjoyment of reality television themed vehicles for liquids, would you? I'm so glad you brought this up. Really? <laughs> Love, is, Love Island was doing this before Love is Blind. I, I know. Because when I think of my trip to Spain, minutes. I think of <laughs> my the, water United Airlines, Mike Wargon, Juliet Lidman, and your water bottle. Those That's are, what those I are the only four constants that, throughout the trip. I'm currently watching an old season of Love is Blind. <laughs> of course season, you are. Season three, Callie and I are recapping it on Bachelor Party. Shout out Join to us. Callie it's, and Bachelor Party. It's really fun. And they have different water bottles than the one that I did because it's an older season. I'm like, fuck, mm. I need that one too. Oh, retro, but retro water they, bottles. Those are expensive. I got them on StockX. They are in Mallorca. And I really like, I feel like I just can picture it. It's a thrill for me. It's really great. <laughs> it's a thrill for me too. They go to a grocery store at one point and... Um, this is like all of your interests at once. Literally. Mallorca, Love, Love Island, and a grocery store. They're trying to buy garlic <laughs> and they can't say garlic in Spanish. And they're like, garlic? Garlicio? Garlico. Oh. It's so oh, funny wait. and embarrassing. Um, I looked it up earlier today. Hold on, let me get, let's see if I can do it. Oh my God, we buy it. Shrimp with garlic. Shrimp with garlic sauce. Just say Pollo it. con Pollo ajo. Pollo chicken. Oh, ajo. Think, yeah. Mm. That's what, oh, that's garlic. Yeah, ajo. It is. it is, yeah. I'm No, I'm going no. Okay. I will give Mark Mark another food news follow-up. What? Ajo. Yep, still don't believe either of you. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> We're both okay. wrong. All right. 
Um, one final note, which Mike Wargon is a huge Ed Sheeran fan, so I'm not surprised he put this on our rundown. Oh, Ed Sheeran um, attempted to shotgun a beer for the first time alongside Luke Combs. Ed Sheeran's like adopting country music, like the way that I've ad- adopted Love Island as part of my persona. <laughs> okay. Ed Sheeran is doing that with country music. He recently said he wanted to like put out a country album. Um, and I guess Luke Combs was teaching him how to shotgun a beer. So the only important thing about this story is a simple question for Julie Littman. Have you ever shotgunned a beer? I sure have. Multiple. Really? Yeah. When was the last time you shotgunned a beer? A long time. Um, oh, yeah. I, 10 years, maybe a little bit less, eight years. Good. It's been a while. I honestly didn't know. I've done many though. Good for you. Is it good that I've done it or good that it's been a while? Both are good. <laughs> you're just saying good. Yeah, yeah great job by you, Julia. You're living, you're doing, you're living perfect. I'm sure you have. You, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I went to college. It's awesome. We tried to be cool for a few days. Yeah. At, you know, we had football season to try to like keep up with the other Big Ten schools. <laughs> yeah, good job. So I had to do it. All right, let's move on to today's taste test. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, File a claim right on the State Farm mobile app and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right. We are having McDonald's new Bacon Ranch McCrispy. So the McCrispy is my go-to order. I like a spicy McCrispy. Is it? I've, and I like I've the been asked if you've ever had lettuce one. and tomatoes because I've got little children. I don't know if I've mentioned that before. You eat a lot more McDonald's in your life. It's just so easy. You know, everybody likes McDonald's. McDonald's is excellent. So question. The thing that's new about this, I think in particular, is a new recipe ranch. for the buttermilk ranch. Yes. Do you feel familiar with the old ranch? No. All right. Well, we'll see how this goes then. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and also, all, let's be honest. Anyone, everyone listening to this has had like McDonald's sandwich before. It's not like distinct flavors. It's all just kind of one blob of deliciousness. It also has applewood smoked bacon, which mm-hmm. I never know what that really means, and um, pickles. And I will say like, I basically at this point don't want to have a sandwich without pickles. Like, oh, it's thank so you. I'm essential. a big pickle person as well. However, one thing I don't like is when they take a, a, a pickle spear or a full pickle I need pickle chips mm-hmm. in there. When they cut, chop up a spear and put it in there, it feels disingenuous to me. All right. What do you think, Juliet? Um, don't open the sandwich and look at it. I why? don't know. That's just a bad idea for McDonald's. Um, it's good. I would eat it again. But the chicken's a little under-seasoned. Yeah, no. It just tastes like one mush, kind of. There's much better options. But I do want to have the pickles. I that, guess I'll okay, sa- that's I guess why I'll, you're dissecting. I'll save it for later. Can, we I have, won't. can I have one now? You're not going to save it for later. We know you, Juliet. Pickles mm. are good. I would say that's underwhelming sandwich. Definitely. Underwhelming sandwich. Considering the options of, of the Popeyes and Chick-fil-A's of the world, like you got to come bring it if you're going to bring a fast food chicken sandwich. And the the, the, the McCrispy Spicy McCrispy is better. The problem is the chicken because the other items are good. First of all, the bacon doing nothing for me. Nothing. The ranch... It's just basically like Not moisture. Even there. It's yeah. It needs to be more of it or something. Different taste, but the bun and the pickles. I guess this is like lowest lowest compliment possible. But the bun and the pickles are good. 
You basically said I like a everything sucks except for the pickles. <laughs> yeah. That's basically what you said. And you know what? You're not wrong. So great job, pickles. Pickles are a savior. <laughs> yeah, pickles are Jokic. This is the Denver Nuggets. Seriously. Yes. I like Jamal Murray. Um, Jamal trouble. Furry. Jamal Furry. Uh, Have you seen that video? No, I haven't. Oh, look it up. Um, I don't, looking up Jamal Murray videos is dicey. I wouldn't recommend <laughs> it. Really dicey. <laughs> I couldn't unsee it. And every time he scores a bucket, Me I'm like, too. whoa, Jamal Furry. <laughs> um, all right. Next, I'd like to talk about my personal food news, which perfectly wraps up into what we were just discussing on the J- way to the Jamal, office today. J- Jamal Murray. <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> I need to move on from Jamal Murray. Please. Uh, I had Shake Shack for lunch today. Exciting. Uh, it is exciting. I think this was my second ever Shake Shack. That blows my mind. You the, never went to Madison Square no, Park never. and then, like, waited in the line when it was like one little hut? No, never. And that was such a moment It was in such New York. a big time. Yeah. It was a big deal. They also had the camera where you could like see what the line the was line like. The line was like, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, it was such a big deal. But now it's a national chain. Mm-hmm. Um, Quality the, has changed. My only previous... Shake Shack experience was actually even in Los Angeles. So this is my first New York Shake Shack experience. Because they're all over the place and they're very much prominent. Everywhere now. I will just say, actually, one thing, slight modification to this. I once had a um, breakfast sandwich in JFK from the Shake Shack in the Delta Terminal. That's not a Shake Shack experience. Thank you. It does not count. It does not count. So it was the middle of the day. I was walking by. There wasn't a line. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to check it out, see what they have to offer. I was really hungry. They have a new veggie burger, which I mm. got, and I fucking loved it. It so was so this is so not a beyond or an impossible. No. This is a veggie burger. Veggie I prefer burger. a veggie burger to a fake meat burger. The patty, Talk to me. The patty is mushroom, carrot, and quinoa. The quinoa was a seller mm. for me. I love quinoa. Um, and then it has crispy onions on, like onion rings. Yep. The Shake Shack sauce. Yep. Cheese. Talk dirty to me. Uh, and a potato bun. And it was seriously delicious. No lettuce? Onion, you got the onions. No lettuce. No onions. No okay. onions. Uh, no lettuce. Well, they have the like. onion rings, but you should. Oh yeah, onion yeah. rings. Yeah. Sorry. Tomatoes, no. Can't remember. Okay. It was so good. Good for Shake Shack. I loved it. And I'm like, wow, this is really close to my home. I walk past this all the time. I will be going back. Also, really cheap. Like food is fucking expensive, as discussed ad yes. nauseum. This was a cheap meal. Also, really enjoyed my fountain soda. I don't know. I have you heard of this place, Shake Shack? It's really <laughs> <Yes>. good. <laughs> I've got the Shake Shack app, which changes everything. Well, now that I know it exists, once, I'm going to get yeah, that. Yeah, once I have an app to your like establishment, I use it probably five x. I walk past than, Shake than Shack if I had to go in there so frequently. So okay, but then you're going to recognize that, and before you leave the house, you're like, "What if I had one of those veggie burgers just waiting for me as I yeah, walk past? It's going to be awesome. It's going to be sitting right there for you." It was really, really good. I had it, my quick personal food news, just off of your personal food news. I was at the Westchester Mall. Shout out to that place. Well, I'd go there sometimes classic, just to yeah. kill time with my kids. And the Shake Shack line was like literally 80 people. Wild line. It's like 1230. The line is so long. I look at the line, look at my hungry kids, open up the app, order in the app. I get my food in eight minutes and there's still people online. It makes no sense. When I see people waiting online at like Starbucks, I'm just like, don't you guys know? And Duncan, just like get yes. the app. Yeah, yes. Doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense <laughs> That's at all. awesome though. Shout out to that app and also the Westchester Mall. We used to go there when I was a kid. Like I would visit my camp friends and we'd go to like the Cheesecake Factory and it was a really big deal. Oh yeah. I've had only two Cheesecake Factory experiences in my life and they were both right there. Cheesecake Factory is really good. It's really good. That'd be a fun place to go on a, a food news field trip. Let's do it. So many things to order. I mean, we... we 
I think reading through the menu for start to finish would be like the length of two and a half episodes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Put 90 <laughs> minutes on the clock. Um, what was our in our in episode follow-up gonna be? Oh, first of all, I want to share my personal food news. Okay. You know, Sorry, I, I forgot. Know, yeah, you don't care about me no, and my just, experiences in my life. You just shared a personal food news. That's fair. I'll make mine brief. Uh, we once tried the slutty vegan stuff from the slutty vegan yes. here, and it was delicious. The whole story, they started in Atlanta. It's vegan. It's got a, a very, the sauce is important. They've got a very saucy attitude. And a producer, Mike Wargon, told us about the experience going there when you walk inside. They call you a slut. Yes. And I was like, and I was walking around my old neighborhood, shot to Fort Greene, and I... Went, I, we couldn't find a place to eat, and I was like, I'm going to eat from this place. I'm going to order something. And then before I got inside, I heard them over the loudspeaker calling everybody else sluts and announcing their arrival. Then I went to my wife, and I was just like, oh, my God. One thing before we go in there, they're going to, like, talk to us over a loudspeaker. Were you with your daughters? No. Thank God. And my wife is just like, I want nothing to do with this. And I was like, neither do I. And it was such a cringy, awkward terrible thing they're like hey shout out to these sluts the king and queen sluts over here and then the people in the back are like hey king and queen sluts and i was just like can we can i just order my french fries the french fries were fantastic oh okay well that's good but i think me in my early 20s would have really enjoyed the back and forth and the vibes but i just wasn't in the mood and i was hungry at no point in my life would i have enjoyed that yeah um our follow-up was going to be the difference between um wieners and franks yeah what do you got frankfurters are made entirely with pork and wieners are a mixture of pork and beef. There you go. But they're so they're going all beef. No, what's happening is is they want to draw attention to the new beef product. Yeah. So they're doing this press release to catch us to talk about it, and they totally worked. It's going to be back to the Wiener Mobile shortly. Stephanie Vance, we need to hear from you. Yes, is it going Stephanie back Vance, to the Wiener Reach out 646 Stu 138. We have not been soliciting I calls forgot. enough. Please be part of the show. Call 646 Stu 138. Leave us voicemails. We always love to hear from you. Make you part of the show. Should we listen to one now? Yes. Jacoby, <laughs> my husband and I just listened. Well, we're currently listening to your most recent episode. And I have a bone to pick with you about the nuns. Also, my name is Taylor. I'm from Southwest Michigan. But the nuns are free to produce wine. We got to meet a ton of great nuns in Italy this past January, and they have inspired me to to continually flirt with Catholicism. I love the nuns. I love the Catholics. And they are really big on hospitality, so they're providing wine for those who come and stay at the convent, and also they're providing better accommodations with their funds. So that's all I have to say. Preston, anything? Also... Cilantro and, uh, shoot, what's the coriander? Coriander is cilantro seed. Put that in the ground and you have cilantro. That's six four like. <laughs> you sound very aggressive right now, but I think <laughs> I think they're drunk. Yeah. I love this also, couple. I support you interviewing God on the next episode, so I look forward to <laughs> that. I would love to hear from him too. All right, thanks. Bye. <laughs> Wait, how do we book God? How do we book them? It sounds like a fucking party. <laughs> it sounded really I, fun. I just love it. he was. He did sound aggressive. He's like Corey and his seeds. Put it in the ground. Turns into a plant. That plant <laughs> I really is cilantro. Do. They're awesome. Yes, they are. Thank you so much, guys. Yes. Um, Appreciate the call. Sorry we couldn't get God on the show. No, I'll try for next week. Scheduling issues. 
He's busy today. Yes, but first of all, on the <laughs> nuns thing, I don't. I think the nuns should be like I don't know, like, becoming closer to God and don't helping people. Down I don't know why this, they're doing. Why they're making don't wine? Don't double down on being anti. Why are they making wine? Listen, she's the winemakers make the wine because of the nuns. I, I like the term flirting with Catholicism. Me too. <laughs> it just <laughs> sounds like an oxymoron. It's great. <laughs> I want to have sex with Catholicism. What? You took it. You took that too far. I'm drunk now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> thanks to our producers, Mike Morgan and Ron them, Thanks again for calling. Yeah. Thanks for them Love for that calling. Love that couple. Come by anytime. We'll be back next week with God. <laughs>